Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. God, why am I laughing? And with me today is one of my dear friends. Is probably one of the funniest guys I know. Oh, it's God. Joe. I yeah, have... I'm setting you up real big for this one. There is so much <laughs> pressure on me right now. And you just yeah. added so much more to it. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things when, like, you go to a party, like, one of your friends says, oh, yeah, this is, like, my friend, he's really funny. And then they stare you right in the eyes like, okay, tell a joke. It, that's exactly what I just did to you. And when you specialize in puns, <laughs> that makes it extra harder. Yeah, you just stare back. It's like, I don't do jokes. <laughs> it's like They come naturally like water. Like, it's not it's not going to work if you just put me on the spot. But hi, buddy. I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited yeah, for this. I'm, I'm, exci- I'm excited to have you on. How are you doing? How, how has this week been for you? This week for me? Oh, man. Uh, I'm in, I'm on day two of being off. I, the way that my schedule works oh, is I get, yeah, my schedule is weird. Uh, I work, I work nights for everybody that doesn't know. And, uh, the way the schedule works is Saturday and Sunday, I work 12 hour overnight shifts from seven o'clock PM to seven o'clock AM. And then my Monday and Tuesday usually is 11 o'clock PM to seven o'clock AM. So my Wednesdays, I don't know what time is and it has no meaning, which is always just a blast. I love the times, like, before I, like, actually got to know you, you would be, like, at, like, 1 or 2 o'clock p.m. It's like, okay, I'm going to bed. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's like, what is happening? Yeah, I gotta go to sleep. It's like, at 1 o'clock? Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's just... It's, you it's have, delightful. Your schedule's a mess. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely delightful. It, um... I, I at least get Thursday and Friday now, where I can I can reset my system on a Wednesday... And most of, like, I'm I'm East Coast, and most of our friends that we hang out with are not, including yeah. you. So now it's, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, now you're not. Before you were a little closer, but not now. Uh, they, um, but it really, like, it makes it easier to hang out with you guys, because, like, I'm awake at 11 p.m., and everybody's like, well, I'm just getting <laughs> off work. It's like, all right, perfect, cool. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, um, the other day, I I. Sp- um, I think actually, yeah, last Friday I got on and Night Crew was still there. I'm, I'm going to see what this is like. Night Crew is weird. I'm just going <laughs> to throw it out there. It got really weird really quick. And I was like, oh, so this is why I go to bed at like midnight or like 11 to midnight. This, you, this is why I stay away from Night Crew. You do your three really goodbyes weird. and then you leave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you leave and you go to bed and uh, don't come back. And you, that's right. But yeah. so, um, I guess brief intro- introduction, but yeah, Joe is um, from um, the discords that I spend way too much time on, and we do a show together called the J Team, where we play Apex <laughs> Legends, and we are actually top ten in the country. <laughs> no one can dispute that because no one actually watches the show. Here. Oh man, uh, that we have <sighs> we have scored. I mean, as of the last stream that we did, we have scored top two uh, in some Apex like trio games twice. Uh, did Top did we two kill, in the same night? Did we kill anybody on any of those streams? Did we get any kind of kills or downs? No, of course not. We yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a true skill is being able to get top two out of what like thirty teams and not fire a single shot. We're we're doing our best to pacifist run Apex Legends, which is yeah. You I don't can't know if it's pacifist done, run at the end. No, because it's it's only combat, and that's the problem. Is that usually the other team that that makes it to the top two is usually very good because they've been killing all the other teams. Whereas we just yeah. hide. We play with geysers. That's what we did the last time. We just ran <laughs> the geyser. That was the funniest thing. It's just like we ran the geyser three times, and then we start getting shot at. It's like okay, let's just get out of here. We're standing. There 
there were like it's it's us two and and our friend James and uh, and we're standing there and I forget who said it but somebody's like all right we'll do it one more time and then we'll continue on and as we run for it like someone just starts <laughs> shooting at us I believe I yelled to the geyser fly and we just flew through the air for a little while which was you know it's as a geyser simulator ten out of ten it's great as a shooter we're we need some work. I mean, like, it was one of those days, like, in a video game, there's always those moments where you have, like, a super fun time with your friends. It's like, you know, you find a part of the game that's really cool and it's great, and then someone had to go and ruin it by shooting us. And it's like, oh. <laughs> no, well, hold this. Oh, it's one of those things, like, I forgot that the game was about killing people. It's like, oh, I, I just had, like, a um, summertime fun, like, at a waterfall with my friends. <laughs> yes, yeah, the we they were playing Apex Legends. We were playing Apex Water Park. Yeah. but um they uh one of my favorite things to do is take the clips um that <laughs> that we um that we make that come from the stream and i go to work and i have two guys at my work that uh that gave me a crash course in apex before i ever actually uh played it i was i sat down with them i said so i've never played this game i want to do it for a stream with my friends what do i do and I'll show them the clips and watch them just like visibly grimace at what we do. <laughs> like, I'm like, I think that means we're doing so it right. I don't know. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like there's so much to it, but like A, I don't want to learn, and B is it's like it's kind of way more fun to just not know what the hell I'm doing. But yeah, absolutely. Just- <laughs> it's 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 so much fun, especially when you get like top two and it's like, well, we didn't see anybody or or kill any yeah. teams. We we didn't fire a single shot for 30 minutes, and we got top two in a shooting game. We actively <laughs> ran away from people a lot of the time. Yeah, like, <laughs> There's a lot of running involved. <laughs> open world, go! Yeah, we would yell, we would yell open world and run away. That's, just, and we I, were top two. I love it so much. So, Joe, I know, like, you briefly mentioned this to me before we started, but what have you been enjoying recently, Ugh. and why is it Loki? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I will get to Loki, because oh, uh, I I did binge watch the entire season earlier today. Uh, four hours ago, <laughs> I finished it. But before that, I do want to talk about, there's, there's two other things I want to mention. Uh, okay. One of them, real quick, because I only played it for, like, 15, 20 minutes, is in the uh, summer sale for Steam... I picked up a game called Blasphemous. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, I've I've heard the name, but I don't actually know what it is. It is it is like if somebody baked together uh, Castlevania and Dark Souls, Ooh. and then just added like a generous sprinkling of uh, of Catholic guilt on top of it. <laughs> there's, there's really weird like imagery and and like it's I don't know how to describe it, but I played through it and I like it. It's interesting. The gameplay is cool. It's got the uh, like the Dark Souls feel to it, where it's like every enemy has a rhythm. You got to get your parrying yeah. and your dodging right, uh, but on like a two D like pixel plane, like like a Castlevania. And that's I've only oh made it God. through like three checkpoints, and it's the thing where if you die or if you save at a checkpoint, everything resets. Um, so really quick yeah. to interrupt you, I'm just scrolling through it on Steam, looking at some of the pictures, and one of them I'm assuming is a boss where it's like this giant mummy thing holding up a baby with a crown of threat thorns the baby has a blindfold on and is crying blood yeah that um, sounds so about yeah. right yeah which yeah, is why i'm like obviously there's a couple of trigger warnings in there uh, <laughs> a little bit of catholic guilt okay yeah it's so the story from what i've gathered so far is there was a thing that happened called the miracle and it caused everybody's i'm guessing like everybody's sins to take form or their like oh. piousness to take form 
So some people, like, I guess immediately got raptured and everybody else uh, hung out, but, like, went back to some sort of weird pseudo-fantasy realm. Uh, it's interesting. It's, I don't have much to say about it because I've only played I, a little I bit, like the but, wording of that. Everybody else just kind of hung out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, they, they had some soda pops. They, they, they just chilled. They were here. Hi. They were so vibing. We're just hanging. <laughs> we're, just, we're just chilling. What are you up to? Just just straight vibing, you know. But, yeah, that, that's so that's the one thing I just want to mention real quick. Uh, the second mm-hmm. thing is uh, the second season of I Think You Should Leave. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's... And as someone who has a sense of humor that is not universally appreciated, like, usually it's kind of niche, <laughs> which Jordan's laughing because he knows exactly what I mean by that. <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. Because you're one of the people that appreciates it. Oh, um, God. It's really, like, it took everything from season one that I liked and it cut back on the stuff I didn't like. Like, one of the common complaints that I saw about season one was that the, uh, it almost seemed like the sketches would run about 15 seconds longer than they should have. Yep. Yeah, Not- it's kind of like a family guy type thing where they just kind of run yeah. a joke into the ground. Yeah, and they, um, but for season two, it's it feels like they cut back on that a lot more. Like, it, it feels like a season two should, like a, like a, an improvement all around. There's, there's yeah. one, there's one skit that I, I love that is essentially in season one would have just been a skit. It would have just mm-hmm. been from beginning to end, like a skit you would see in one of the episodes. Yeah. But in season two, what they do is it's all being read deadpanned in a courtroom. <laughs> that yeah. sketch is so good. I, I love that one with the hat. So hard. So yeah, you see like- everyone's reactions to it in real time and it's like a second layer where it's like shit that's so like genius like that was it, brilliant wait like what is what are they talking about i just that was so good i guess yeah. one of them that stood out to me because like season one there was a sketch that kind of was like a little triggering but like there was one where like um he gets made fun of by the magician and then goes home and his wife basically berates him it's like why are you such a pussy type thing and like ah. that was that was just like oh man that was like a brutal sketch but the second season like they totally almost apologize for that and have a sketch where this guy and his wife have like the most beautiful relationship ever and i watched yeah. it was like that's brilliant where it's just like a bunch of dudes in a room making fun of their wives and the guy has like all the flashes like no i can't say this about my wife I would yeah. not stand for this. I'm just like that is. Beautiful. I, I lied out there, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> like, you you could just like you can just joke. We're all just kidding around. No, no, I'm going home. This but there was so one done. of the, one of the reasons this stuck out, and I was like, I don't really want to mention this. Is that I follow? There's a Twitter account, and I think you should leave Twitter account. I don't know if it's the official one. I th- I think it is, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It, but they post like stuff from the show. And they they posted a couple scenes from my favorite sketch, which I, is uh, Coffin Flop, which <laughs> our friend Angela uh, cracked up laughing when we were watching it uh, all together so on Discord. Funny. She I've never seen her laugh that hard at something, and it was so great. Funny. But they posted up pictures of it, and there were people on Twitter who saw it thinking it was a real show, not knowing anything about I Think You Should Leave. <laughs> thought Coffin Flop was a legitimate show. And they would write back and be like, yeah, that's, you know, that's, this is all bullshit. Dead bodies aren't, aren't still that color. Like, why are some of them naked? And what was magical was that the entire, no, I, I, I laid down before I went to work, era uh, before I went to sleep for work, and I read through everybody's replies. <laughs> Not one person did the push the glasses up, um, actually, this is a joke. Everyone committed to the bit. Everyone. And it was all quotes from the show. So, like, 
I, I saved a couple. Let me see if I can pull a couple up That's that so were funny. that were stuck out to me. It was it was magical almost in in an age where everyone is so quick to be like, oh, actually, you know, it's a joke. I just wanted to tell you, you know, I wanted to reveal that it's a joke. Everyone so like funny. stuck. Every single person stuck to the bit, and it was. <laughs> I I went back through and looked, and they actually. Added to it, they're like, I can't believe people thought Coffin Flop was was real. Like someone tweeted just in reply, not a single one of these is real, and the the account replied, it's not rigged. And the guy trying to be smart goes, dead pod, dead bodies aren't pink. And then a third, completely different person, just said, you didn't see their spread blue butts, dummy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like someone said, why would you bury someone naked? <laughs> Uh, only one in five of them are nude. It's not that many, actually. Like, everyone was commenting in character and stayed committed. It was just so magic. It was just this thing where I was like, shoot, that was very well done. But so, I'll say for I think you should leave. Like, everybody should watch it, but know that it's definitely, it's, yeah, it's cringe humor. Where it's like, someone, it's really like, someone does something. It's just like, yeah, you should probably go. Type yeah, of thing. it's like, and it's the yeah. aftermath of when they don't kind of. Yeah, thing. when they just keep going, and it's it's so funny. But there are some that are just like, oh man, it's like I know that person. I've met yeah. this person in real uh-huh. life, and I've seen them do this. This is horrible. I, I know a guy who wears a, a fedora with safari flaps who would try and pull it off. That kind of. Oh a thing. god, just that hat. That hat is so bad. So, please, so, full disclosure, I don't have anything to talk about of what I've been doing because I've been working and being depressed. But now this week has been great because I watched one anime, which I'm not going to talk about because I'm saving that to recommend to Cody. But, okay. Joe, please tell me about Loki because I'm interested. Uh, are we... So, my question is, are we going to allow for spoilers here or not? Because there's um, something I want to talk about that's kind of spoilery. I'll give a spoiler alert. I haven't seen it. I don't care about... You know me. I don't oh, give a fuck. Okay. No, no, no. I don't... Ooh. <clears throat> I don't give a crap about spoilers. <sighs> um, I haven't seen f- any of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck did you say that for, man? Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, I, don't, I have not seen any of the Marvel shows because I don't have Disney Plus because I don't want to buy another streaming service because um, I have Netflix and Hulu and I barely watch either of them. Um, the last time I watched Hulu was maybe March? So, yeah, um, don't want to get another <laughs> streaming service. But, yes, please tell me about Loki because I'm interested because, okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I've been reading comics since I was a child. Uh-huh. Um, there are some comics that I know a lot about, others that I don't know too much about. Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of takes stuff and then makes it work for, like, without having all the back horse. So I kind of want to know, like, how mm-hmm. is Loki doing? Please. How's how's he? He's doing fine. Yeah. How's Loki? Yeah. How is Tom Hiddleston? Actually, let's just talk about him. How's he doing? He really kills it in the Good. show. Like, as somebody who in the Marvel movies now. Full disclosure: I haven't seen uh, Ragnarok. That's the oh, one I haven't caught. So good. I know. Watch it after this. Don't go yeah. hang out. I know you're gonna go hang out, but watch um, Ragnarok, please. Yeah. It's so okay. Good. I will. I will do that. I, will, yeah, just, I need to, and I keep putting it off. It's but, so good. So I don't know how his how his character is in Ragnarok, but I know he was kind of he's kind of backseated a lot it seems. And in this series where he's actually like allowed to take like center stage, he kills it, knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Uh I was worried whenever the the promos came out before the show was was airing and it's it seemed like he was a little bit wooden and I was 
I was like, ah, oh, you know, you don't want that from from your main character. Absolutely not the case. Absolutely not. And Owen Wilson came out of nowhere. Yeah, is I, I will say all like, the trailers, I didn't recognize that as Owen Wilson. And like when people say, oh yeah, Owen Wilson's, and I'm like, what? And I looked like, oh crap, that's that's him. Yeah. He's here. <laughs> I feel like Owen Wilson, like kind of almost in a Nicolas Cage kind of way, gets like that. Uh, like you know him as the wow, you know, and the wow. Cars guy, but. You forget that, like, he was also in movies, like, the one that sticks out to me is the Royal Tenenbaums, where he plays, like, this off-the-wall character, but it's, he's so good. He's such a good actor. Like, I have no shame in saying that Owen Wilson is a good actor, and he really does, he plays off of Tom Hiddleston really well. Like, they're, him, his character's uh, Mobius, uh, his playing with Loki, his, like, interplay with him is very believable, it feels very natural, and, uh... I guess spoilers. Um, a girl Loki shows up, oh, yeah. a female Loki from from an alternate timeline. You think that's a spoiler? That is the first thing I knew about the show after yeah. it released. Is everybody's? Oh my god, girl Loki! Oh, would you want to meet a girl version of yourself? And that was just all I saw flooded on literally every bit of media I looked at. I was like, okay, so there's a girl Loki. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so- <laughs> Sophia Sophia DiMartino is the actress's name, and she also excellent excellent job. And and also, I mean, like special special mention to uh, to uh, uh, Wunmi Masaku and uh, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, uh, who play um, Agent uh, or Hunter B fifteen and Ravana Renslayer, which as a character or as a someone who likes comics, I don't know if you know or recognize that name. That's, that's, that's a side I actually don't know. Okay, so again, this is big spoilers for the end, but uh, Ravana uh, Renslayer is uh, love interest, and at oh, the end, snap. yeah. So yeah, so this is what I wanted to avoid because I was like, this is a oh, big thing. All, that see, but that's awesome because now we kind of know who's coming next. You do because shows up at the end in in six. Oh, what? <laughs> that is awesome. If you if you can if you can please put a spoiler next. I would feel yeah, so I, bad I will, if I ruin I that for somebody. I might I might even bleep you, but oh, that's so great. And it's it's and it's uh, the actor Jonathan Majors who plays. He's the oh, main character dude. in Lovecraft County. He he. I watched him oh. and he does the like unhinged guy who's lived a thousand lifetimes kind of like sociopath play oh he's gonna be so, so good. well it, and and they're setting him up to be he's gonna be the main villain oh so he's the next um yeah the next phase yeah yeah I if mean, anything nothing. he's gonna be a major player because they set him up to be like to oh, he, he so oh man i really don't know how much i want to give away or not you uh, um, see, but that's the thing. I like spoilers because now it gives me an incentive to watch because, like, I kept hearing people like, "Oh yeah, coming next." I was like, eh, "It's like Marvel's not going to go on that side of it because you get really wibbly weird once you start going th- that direction." Because, which is why I'm yeah. also surprised that they even introduced Dormammu because that's also yeah. another super weird side of Marvel. But yeah, no, um, that's awesome to know. Yeah, well, and they're also splitting up like they they. They build to the the fact that everything up till now, any kind of variance in the... They have this thing called the Sacred Timeline, which is the timeline we've been watching. Yeah. And any variation of that, so for example, a girl Loki is born, or mm-hmm. uh, or an alligator Loki shows up, uh, which is which is funny in its, in its own way. Um, they, they show up and they 
the TVA shows up and they prune it, they stop it. You know, they get rid of the offending, uh, the thing that should not be, essentially. And they they plan a charge that kind of resets everything and puts it back to the way it should be. But now, at the end of season one of Loki, uh, that is not happening anymore. They've, they actually, uh, you know, they, they don't specific, I should say they don't specifically say it, but, uh, they set it up so at the end of the series, like, there's no more pruning. There's going to be multiverse shit. This is not how they, they did what, they did what WandaVision should have done. So, and they, they committed uh, to the multiverse being a thing. Yeah, yeah. And that was the thing, like, because I, again, didn't watch WandaVision, but like, I, like my coworker and I had talked about it, like, every episode that came out. And like, that was a thing when they actually ended the show. And it's like, oh, they just completely pulled their punch on WandaVision. Yeah, they, and they didn't go where they easily could have. And I'm like, oh, well, they're... And then when everybody started talking about games, like, oh, okay, well, they're not going to do all the, like, stuff. And they're and they're like, oh, well, Doctor Strange, like, they're not going to go for the multiverse stuff. But, I mean, come on. That means we're getting to get some of the cool, really, really, really cool stuff from Marvel. Yeah, there's... there's these, these variant timelines are, like, allowed to exist now. And I think we're going to see from that variant... There's going to be a combination of that combined with whatever we see with... Uh, with um, Doctor Strange's with the Multiverse of Madness, I think we're going to see those combined, and we're going to see some cool stuff showing up. Yeah, and, and I'm then looking forward eventual to it. Spider Verse come. Well, Spider Verse live action because the original Spider Verse still kicked ass. Yeah, it was so great. Oh, oh man, don't even get me started. I love God. that Into the Spider Verse is so. Cool. It's yeah. Oh man, but there's so much there. They're so they're like finally they're like okay yeah let's get because they've been doing that a lot where they completely pull punches and like don't yeah where they tease the thing that everybody's because and I know I kind of mentioned this a little bit on the Discord earlier where I was upset like the X Men movies did it so badly where they would tease this stuff happening in the X Men movie and then like completely like they would show you a character and be like oh yeah they're just completely gone after five minutes and like Marvel does that a lot where they tease something and. I was like, yeah, just kidding. It's fine. The the X Men movie is almost like watching okay, like every, almost every X Men movie. It's almost like watching a really awesome like like during the Olympics a really awesome like gymnast routine, and then someone came by and like greased the floor where they stick the landing, and yeah. absolutely they just eat shit. They just like, eat it completely. Yeah, <sighs> it's it's every single time they try cool storylines they they just can't get the x-men right for some reason and it sucks because i love the x-men that's my i think that's my favorite marvel property that see and, and it was mine until the x-men movies kept happening where it's like i got excited like x-men one two and three they're not that bad they're fine three is bad three okay three is bad. yeah th- three was but one three and two are not that split. are not that bad like they're they're, they're manageable three is bad and then First class is okay, and then everything after that it just is completely just awful. And the yeah. X Men Apocalypse, it took me an entire day to watch that movie because it was so hard to <laughs> oh, watch. Oh, can I can I tell you? I have I have an X Men Apocalypse story. Actually. Oh, please, please, um, please. So, uh, whenever, whenever, um, oh, what was it? Days of Future Past. Yeah. yeah, Days of Future Past came out, which I didn't mind. It wasn't great, but I didn't mind. I, and I'd actually, I would, I would say that uh, X Men Two was good. I liked X Men Two. I thought it, but I also, I think that's worth, that's worth a watch again. But that's just my own thing. But what I will say is that, um, while I was watching Days of Future Past with my girlfriend at the time, 
And she knew how much of a nerd I was for, for all this shit. And while we're watching it, just out of the blue, having seen nothing, you know, I didn't follow anything. I said, I said to her, ah, you know, this is cool, but I'd love to see them do a storyline with Apocalypse. And she was like, well, who's Apocalypse? And of course, me being me, I pushed my glasses up when, um, well, actually, <laughs> and I started describing to her. I was like, well, Apocalypse is like this mutant. He was like the first, he's considered the first mutant. He shows up in, in, uh ancient egypt you know it's uh in the comics you know he helped like build the pyramids he's got all these cool powers and does stuff to to mutants to make them his horse like i explained everything to her and then the end credits of days of future past is apocalypse moving the pyramids and i lost my mind (laughs) she was in the room she was laughing at me because i was like oh oh he's coming and then i saw everything from the movie and went no like here's the thing exact opposite for me because i saw that apocalypse thing and i immediately went oh no <laughs> it's like, i was like oh no and that's the correct response that's what, you should, that's what i should have done and then i watched x-men age of apocalypse or whatever that was apocalypse i don't even know that movie was so <laughs> X-Men apocalypse now <laughs> um, X, i mean that would be an interesting movie x-men apocalypse now just combining there we go Add okay, that to the list. So, okay, we need to get to the actual show really, but really yeah. quick. The one thing, because I said it in Discord, the one thing that I do want to see, and I think Marvel can do it well, is I want to see Mr. Sinister. I want to see that arc just happen because it would be I so. I think it's coming. Weird. Like, no, th- yeah. they haven't touched it, and they, like, did, like, a like shout out to Essex in, yeah. like, in, I forget which too. movie they did that in, and I'm just like, oh, is Mr. Sinister coming next? And then they just didn't do him. And I was like, but he Yeah, Dead, Deadpool so 2, the, the yeah. school is the Essex Academy. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, come on, give us Mr. Sinister. Just give us that weird looking evil bastard. If we if we see Sinister show up, it's going to be in a Deadpool movie, I think. Because oh, that's, that's where that's where well, that's where cable is. Oh is, yeah, cable like, is set currently. up right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they've got they've got Juggernaut in there. Well, that doesn't really matter, but they have cable set up there. I'd like to see Strife show up too. If they bring in Sinister, they're going to bring in Strife, yeah, and it's going to be like a Brolin versus Brolin thing. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. I think it would be neat. I think he does a good job as Cable. I thought he did a good job. Honestly, I, I really, I know there was a lot of people who didn't like it, but I really did like Deadpool too. I thought it was fantastic. I I got to see uh, my favorite X Men Colossus go yeah toe to toe with Juggernaut. Which I, who's one of my, another one of my favorite Marvel characters, Juggernaut, because I think his power set's cool. Vinny Jones was a nice choice for X three, but uh, just didn't just didn't hit it for me. X three, the thing, okay, the thing is, it's just like um, Star Wars uh, prequel three, Revenge of the Sith. I watched it at a young age. X three uh-huh. at that young age was awesome, and then I watched it yeah. again, and I'm like, what the hell? Did I even see in this movie? Yeah, things are fun whenever you're young, and yeah. then you grow cynical and old, and you're like, "Well, this is garbage. What did I? Why did I like this?" So, for the audience who watched *Revenge of the Sith* as kids, um, don't ever watch it again. It will do it, not return. Do not watch that. Dude, like, there's a lot of movies that as kids were great, and you watch it again, they're horrible. Just don't. Just like leave nostalgia where it is, and just be. Like, I really wish I could see that again, and then be like, "Oh, there's no way I can because it no longer exists." Oh no! Yes, yeah, it sucks. All the copies of that burned down yeah, in the fire, like, like, and they stopped showing that anywhere. There's no illegal downloads. It's done. So, well, you wouldn't download a car, so you don't want yeah. to download Revenge of the Sith. I mean, but the thing is, I download a car. Like, I would download a car. I would download like because like, they have the 3D printer technology. I would download a car in a heartbeat. <laughs> Jokes on you, anti-piracy PSAs. I totally would download a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like. 
Not even once. Um, so yeah, we gotta get to the show. We could, me and you could talk about comics and stuff all day. We I really feel. could. Because like, yeah, no, I feel like we have a similar like <laughs> backstory. Yeah. But I love it. I don't get to whip that knowledge out a whole oh. lot because I work in a manufacturing field, and guess what? Those guys don't like to talk about comics. Weird I enough. just started a job, and I cannot be the weird guy. I am trying not to be the comics nerd, and I already like kind of like um, hinted at it in my interview where they asked me is like because I mentioned like doing podcasts is like you don't know, tell I can talk and stuff, and like they it's like oh what kind of podcast? And I briefly mentioned the topic that I talked about on side characters about um like African Americans in um yeah. in horror movies, and then I'm like. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to give you. I watched a horror movie once, and I cannot give you any more of my life. <laughs> it's like you which, don't get which is the which is the most vague shit you could give out. I watched a horror movie once. That's it. That's, that's it. all I got. I'm not just like black people <laughs> are in horror movies. We're not going to talk about anything ever again. There's your free trial. Char- there's your free trial for Jordan. If you want to unlock the rest of it, you're going to have to give me <laughs> yeah, the job. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just so afraid when they ask me. It's like, oh yeah, what do you do this weekend? Well, I watched this m- movie and like, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe. It's like, oh, they did everything I wanted. Or I can complain about how I've watched Ghost of the Shell and I want to burn everything. <laughs> like and that's the yeah, thing is like I can tell my boss is like poking at me to like get me to like show more of myself. He's like, oh, because he asked me about like, oh yeah, so like, oh, do you drink? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, so like, what do you like to drink? And I started talking about cider, and I'm like, oh, I should pull back before I go into how much I like cider. <laughs> it's like we're gonna take a <laughs> second. I don't think so. Like, I think you should let that out a little bit more because that's. I feel like whenever one of my favorite things to do when I talk to people is uh, when you find something they're interested in, just. You know, set the fuse and let them go because it's so much fun hearing somebody talk about something they're passionate you, you've about. You've listened to this show before. You know how bad it would be if I let this fuse go at work. I, d- I, would, dis- I would disagree with that. I think it would be a lot of fun. Well, don't go into the finer points of, of why Mr. Sinister should be in the in the MCU. Maybe. Maybe not that, but we, we can talk about how we much We are like finally getting the villain. Like, they put Mysterio in Spider-Man. I didn't think we were going to get Mysterio in a movie. I loved like, I, I love that, Mysterio. Far From Home ruined a hinge date for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just always made Jordan do a spit take. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so happy you say that because, like, I that, that was almost me with Guardians of the Galaxy, but please, go on. <laughs> oh, no, I just went on, like, we were in the movie theater watching Far From Home, and I knew that Mysterio was the villain because, of course, I was keeping tabs on that kind of stuff. Yeah. But when... When Jake Gyllenhaal does the turn, because I spent the first half going, like, internally, like, ah, you know, he's he's okay, but he's, again, feeling kind of wooden. Like, he's, yeah. I know he's better, he's better actor than this. And then he just does the heel turn. Yeah. And starts acting for real. And you're like, oh, okay. It's just, it was everything I wanted Oof. in my my personal favorite. Which really, honestly, Mysterio is the is the comic book villain for engineers, like like but, you and I yeah, are. Yeah. Which is, because he's just an electrical engineering nerd who, who likes special effects, who just does special effects really good. And that's the thing, because you don't get, like, a big fight, like, hand-to-hand fight with him like you do in every other, like, movie. Like, you hit him once, no, and he's, he's like, okay, I'm it. sorry! And it's just like, yeah. Exactly. It's like, and... That's what I liked about, like, you, you said it was like he acted kind of wooden because he did such a good job being a bad guy pretending to be the good guy. And it's like, and like, for us watching, it's like, oh, yeah, this is totally an act. And then, like, you actually see him, it's like, oh, yeah, I am the villain. It's like, yeah. And, and I, I'd argue that that fight scene where he's doing all the illusions, the first one, the warehouse, yeah. is, I think, the best new Spider Man fight scene we've seen. It's, 
But yeah, the, so the whole the whole date I was just talking about how how cool Mysterio is and all the references that they were dropping in the movie. And yeah, she, we went on a couple more dates. Did not last long after that. Can't say I blame her. I mean, look, <laughs> I'm so so afraid of dating because like I know as soon as like like you said, you start that fuse as soon as I get started on anything I truly love, it's over. Because I go, yeah. I go deep. I, I remember the other day I was talking to a friend, and then I looked. I'm like, oh, I've been talking for five minutes straight without letting you say a word. <laughs> Whoops. I'm sorry. My bad. Okay. I also, I also <laughs> love the fact that when you were talking about, about work, you, you did say you were trying to showcase your skills by saying, I can talk, which as, again, somebody who's in the engineering field uh, or is training to be in the engineering field. Uh, I love that we can list that as a skill, and everyone's like, "Yes, of course." Yeah, like, you social social interaction. Because you've probably met exactly what like what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. When I say an engineer; those types who just don't say a word yeah, are buddy. super weird. It's like I can speak uh-huh. for a yeah. while. I just choose not to because you don't need to hear what I have to say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, we gotta right, get I, to the show. I'm sorry. I yes. see. You're perfect for the show because I, I love talking to you. I too. love it. Okay. I love talking to you too, oh, man. Oh, thanks, man. So last week was Greg, and he came on, and we did a world where life was nomadic. And that one we built together and just had some time. And again, I talked Ooh. way too long. Um, But that was a fun one. And then this week, we're going to be doing Fighting Game World. And Ooh. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll talk about it when I, when I start my part because I, I like halfway through i just changed my idea i was like you know what? i'm just gonna do something else so i guess we could go ahead and roll for initi- as we do on the show roll for initiative of who gets to speak first it's also funny because you know how bad my dice have oh, been rolling well, recently i mean i just rolled a, a real bad one so we'll see i hope you get a nat 20 uh, uh opposite i got a nat one. Oh, i got a five <laughs> i was really thinking i was going <laughs> So, so for you, for you folks at home, Jordan and I are in a are in a D and D game together. Uh, and the last two sessions that we've had, I have been rolling like, pardon my French, absolute dog shit. I'm like and so surprised that you've been rolling that bad because you've been like it's been one after well, another. You, you and the other person we're playing with, uh, who I don't know, if, can I yeah, can I, I name yeah, them? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you and Trin both have been rolling like nat twenties left and right, and I'm like, all right, let me try. I got a seven. Uh, okay. <laughs> I do think it's funny where I'll be like, okay, I rolled a twenty five, and you'll be like, okay, I got an eight. It's like, <laughs> I get two, and and that eight is when I get my plus six from yeah. everything that gets added in. It's like, oh, I rolled a. Th- I, I, rolled I, a I will say, like, I I mean, it's not min. It's kind of min maxing, but I do like. All my skills, the ones that I use the most, I do like have like a plus seven and like perception plus. <laughs> oh, I do. I do too. I just oh, roll no. to go oh, with them. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I'm actually surprised to hear that because of how bad you've rolled before to know that yeah, you exactly. have a plus seven. We, I did, uh, I did that that really important charisma or persuasion oh, yep. check that I got like a, I got like a twelve on, but I have a plus six, so it's like yes. it didn't work. It just doesn't work for me. Anyway, uh, okay, yeah. Right. See, uh, you can't have two. So friends. you ch- see, the show works because me and Cody hate each other, so we don't talk as much. <laughs> but when you actually like who you're doing the show with, it's like it's too much talking up top. <laughs> I, I almost brought a recipe in because uh, one of my favorite episodes, uh, I for, now, 
I was going to say my favorite episode, one of my favorite episodes is the, the, I walked into a trap one that you did, <laughs> where the nice one, where he, he was like, I thought that was supposed to be like a nice kind of world, which is, I was at work, I had to go find a spot and laugh. Oh, but, um, I was so mad. They, um, I forget which episode it was, he starts off with a awesome queso recipe, I was like, oh, that's it. Yep. So I'm actually going to invest in, I wanted to bring a recipe, and I was like, eh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to steal anybody's well, thunder. Well, well, next time, next time you come back, you'll have to do that. That's an Aww. open invitation. Okay, so hell yeah, fighting game world. Um, All right. Okay, so my original—I'll I'll do my original idea, and then I'll just start reading my part. My original idea yeah. was I was gonna do something along the lines of like a more effed up Pokemon, almost. So basically, it would have been mm-hmm. a world that was like nuclear war torn, like society's almost wiped out. All the animals get super mutated because of that. And then like, as society's coming back, they find that they can train these animals to fight in order to like, whatever. And so basically society future or history or current or whatever we usually call it would have looked like in order to solve disputes, like political disputes, it would be using these animals. And one of the characters I created, which you might even see in this world, was literally just a bear with an and I thought that was—I <laughs> thought that was the funniest thing ever. Was just the image. You're telling me he wouldn't fight barehanded? <laughs> there we go. There he is. But I just had this image in my head of like, oh yeah, you have like your cute like Pikachu, and then just like a bear with just a bloodied axe. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> Pikachu uses lightning. It's just like, wow. It's like, oh god, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> but so this one. <laughs> I, I will say, so this one, I kind of did my thing where, like, I built a fighting game. We'll just, we'll see. It's like, I don't know. I'll just uh-huh. read it. We'll see where it goes, and I'll kind of explain. But I guess for this one, my reference point or, like, kind of what I had thought about before going into this was Super Smash Brothers. So let's see where it takes us. Okay, cool, cool. This is Fighting Game World, coming from Athos, the god of the tournament. <clears throat> Drinking water. Ooh. 40 minutes in and we're just now getting to the world. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be a good it's one. Be... <laughs> it's fine. I told Greg because we also went for like an hour and 40 last week. It's like, yeah, this is just for like hiatus times of here's some long episodes. This is this is what happens when you ask me about a show that I binge watched the entirety <laughs> of and it's very day. good the day of. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I do apologize yeah, for taking up. I feel like I took up a no, lot no, of that time. No, it's fine. It's great. Welcome to the eternal dreamscape, the place where lost ideas, forgotten legacies, canceled projects, and failed imaginations all gather. You can see the newcomers drift down to our lands from the broken white mall in the sky. This place is not consistent, as it is the culmination of imaginations that do not see the mainstream. This is the dreamscape of those who will never be recognized by others or gain the praise and adoration of children or nerdy basement dwellers who exist in the plane of reality known as Earth. No, this place is lost, but not hopeless. As I have found for my many centuries here, you make your own hope. You will find the eternal dreamscape is not a consistent land. There are no continents or connected countries, no societal empires or places where people say they are from. Instead, the eternal dreamscape exists in arenas. These arenas are places like Dante's Pit, a fiery platform that exists in the heart of a volcano. Or Etheria's Wings, the floating contraption littered with meaningless flags and somehow contains bleachers. 
A big hit is Moonbase, an empty city street that is on the moon. One of my favorites is Dracon, a planet made out of two ancient dead dragons. Be careful, during matches there though, you can be thrown into a path of a very hungry beast. The places are broken up all over the eternal dreamscape. They float in and out of the empty void that makes up the backdrop of the dreamscape. New arenas appear all the time as they, like the citizens of this world, are thrown away ideas that will never see the limelight of Earth's reality. Someone came up with a fun idea. An arena that was an abandoned laboratory was zapping electrodes and beeping machines that existed in the middle of a dark forest. But yet, that idea got tossed away so now it lives here in the dreamscape. You can travel to these individual places if you wish, or have the ability to traverse the black void in between the arenas, jumping across floating debris and swimming through gravityless spans of nothing. Or, like most people, you just show up in an arena when you are needed. Whether you are an audience member, fighter, referee, or judge, those who are needed in the dreamscape are always where they are supposed to be. The dreamscape may be mostly void, but as ideas are thrown away, it fills up with more and more new places. The ideas fall from the great tear in the sky that is known as the White Mall. The place used to be completely empty, but these days you can see the different arenas that inhabit the place floating in the space between. During some fights, if the arena exists on the surface, unlike, say, Dante's Pit, you can see other arenas in the background. Some are so far away that they look like stars, but they are still there. There is no true day or night cycle, as each different arena has its own unique time. Some of these places can be beautiful, others rather hideous, but they all exist for one purpose now, and that is all for the glory of battle. And that's my first part. I have to tell you, uh, about a third of the way through, I pulled up YouTube and I put on the Super Smash Bros. <laughs> uh, melee main theme, and it's it was like... Uh, Dark Side of the Moon linking up to, <laughs> to Wizard awesome. of Oz. It was it linked up so well, and it made everything so great. So folks at home, go listen back and write about when he mentions, what was it, Dracon, yeah, the, the dragon? Put on the Super Smash Brothers, I believe, uh, out Brawl main theme, and just let it ride, because it really accentuates okay. it. So, yeah. I, um, yeah, sorry, God. So they're like, no, I was just going to say, so they're... So they're basically so far it is it is Hal Laboratories recycled bin is what you've got so yeah. far. So it, it just like so when I was like thinking of this idea, I did like think of Smash Brothers and like try, trying to think of like an interesting way to like get my characters and get whatever here in this world. And, like so Smash Brothers in like the first one they're like toys and, and basically later they're trophies, etc. 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 So like how would that work? And I thought it's like okay, well they're throwing away ideas, like maybe think of like uh game that like started in development and then gets thrown into development hell and then never gets made and those characters would end up in the dreamscape I like and that. yeah so and i i don't know i i was like was thinking about bear with an axe and then i'm like nah i have a better idea <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll tell you though it really like that's a great way to get them all together is like okay well this is essentially the universe's recycle bin yeah. like it's I, I really like that idea dude I'm glad I I did something similar with my world where I started with a crystalline like kind of seed of an idea and then worked backwards from it. Perfect. So let's hear your first part, Joe. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, okay. Sh- hit me with your best shot. Fire away. I'll fire away. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I'm actually doing a Pat Benatar. <laughs> that that's next episode. Don't spoil. Yeah, there you go. There you go. 
You do do something about the warrior. <laughs> was that Pat Benatar? I think it was. Everybody fact check me on that. All right, so uh, my world is uh, a world called uh, Tornaria. And the section, the first section is formation. Uh, Tornaria, at a glance, is not terribly different from our world. In fact, being parallel to Earth. There are several or seven major landforms separated by large bodies of water. The biomes range in a similar way, hotter towards the equator, colder at the poles. Up until fairly recently, there were two moons affecting tides. Now, there's only one. On a clear night, one looking up at the stars can see the twinkling of near-constant meteors raining from the sky. Somehow, while these meteors can rain down anywhere, they tend to cluster in specific areas that people have come to refer to as strike zones. It's unknown if there's some kind of magnetic pull that brings these space rocks here, or perhaps some kind of mystical significance. These areas are often arid, beaten down, and cratered from repeated strikes. On each continent, there are no official countries, more of cultural groupings and divisions based on the areas. There is, however, one thing in common. Much like uh, water sources or fertile soil, societies on these continents were drawn to the strike zones, settling on the outskirts and trying to harvest the meteor chunks for resources. These meteors have been raining down on Ternaria since the beginning, and these rocks have been emanating an energy that has seeped into the planet itself, as well as everything on it. It was not until technology evolved to a point that it could be registered did humans ever know what, that the energy was even there. It is akin to radiation, but not harmful in any perceptible way. In fact, it seems to pep up the people near it, like operating on a, on a solid cup of coffee, which explains the initial settlements being drawn to the strike zones. Tornarian historians and biological scholars have nicknamed this energy the hum, and theorized that it is the driving force behind the evolutions that have taken place over time, literally energizing the DNA into beneficial mutations. However, despite all the theorizing and technological advances made, very little is actually known about the hum. Much like gravity, it is a force that is integrated into daily Ternarian life. Uh, these mutations are wide and varied throughout the animals and plants, sometimes even granting sentience. Humans as a whole all received increased strength and durability, with a more durable skin, highly resistant to punctures and slashes. Oh. The hum also seems to bolster regenerative capabilities, with Ternarians able to recover in hours which should take days. There are also many instances of region-specific mutations, such as fur to combat the cold, or burrowing skills to avoid the heat. So that's my that's my uh, setup. Um, I I wanted to set I wanted to bring in the fact that there is this sort of energy that shows up through these meteor chunks. Uh, that's the hum, and just kind of lay the land. <laughs> Quite my first literally, lay the land. <laughs> Yeah, I, I learned a little bit about myself uh, making this world, and that is that I don't like plot holes, nah! so I got a little bit wordy. Oh, I'm perfectly fine with plot holes, but I will try to explain, like, the best of them. But no, I, I like it so far. And also, like, I don't know, the hum. is. is I'm interested in the hum, and that, and, I mean, makes humans basically, like, bulletproof. Well, I, mm, resistant. Yeah. Well, yeah, in, in a way. They are killable, and I'll get into Ooh. that later. But um, but I, I, I was thinking so... Much in the way where you started your initial idea, where you started like, okay, Pokemon, but but backwards. <laughs> I I started with just with just uh, fighting games mm -hmm. in general, like like not not even just like Smash, but thinking like Mortal Kombat, yeah. like any of the the Dragon Ball Z fighters, Guilty Gear, any of those. So all of that kind of plays into it, and I tried to work backwards, like okay, in an actual fight, what would that look like? Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. So, and I'll, I'll get into that at a later point. Yeah, like I guess one of the things that I did, well, I mean, you'll you'll see 
I guess it gets to history, so that can be the next one. But like Ooh. one of the things I did is it's like, why are they fighting? It like Mortal Kombat has the biggest lore of like anything out there same with guilty gear and stuff but it's like why are they fighting and i, and I just like the idea of like these these people just get together they beat the living shit out of each other for 99 seconds <laughs> two rounds of it's, it's funny seconds. because I, I i had that same thought when i was like when i was kind of letting the idea stew and trying to come up with stuff while i was walking around thinking about it i was like Okay, so one of the one of the main fighting games storyline currently is that the literal god of thunder and lightning has gone back in time to prevent a dragon wizard from from invading uh, a different <laughs> realm. It's like how do we how do we really? Oh, I'm sorry. In the newest one, uh, another god of yes. time decided to stop time and re- restart the world as as she sees fit. Um, that's it's hard to beat that when you're trying to come up with yeah, the world yeah. based on that. <laughs> I mean, but they had like 20 years to think about it. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. They, they, they've been doing. Or we this. or we could go Guilty Gear where it's like everyone's a robot. It's like all I, right. Well, my favorite okay, thing shit. about Guilty Gear, and I mean this is the most basic thing about it, but the main character's name is literally just Soul Bad Guy. Soul, Soul bad, bad Guy, guy. <laughs> and he's the good yeah, guy. It's like wait, name, what? Sorry. His name is what, and he's a what? It's just it's it's yeah, creativity, I, guys. <laughs> I, I don't know. Personally, for me, I I'd like to believe that it's innocent until proven yeah. guilty. Gear. <laughs> ah, goddamn! <laughs> ah, you got me. Boo. Okay, the the section I'm that I like to call flora and fauna, even though nine times out of ten I don't really follow the flora and fauna. So let's see what I tried to do this time. <clears throat> Nothing is native to the eternal dreamscape. That is, unless you want to get super technical about my existence. We are all refugees, beings that were ejected from our would-be realities. If you want to be more exact, we are ideas, all from different minds, all meant for different purposes. Which is why the beings you find here are so diverse. No one really knows how it works, but I can take a quick guess. Someone comes up with an idea, say like a dragon businessman from a world made out of dragons. That idea goes nowhere, never sees the light of day in Earth's reality, so eventually it leaves the minds of anyone who would have ever cared completely forgotten and ends up here falling through the great white mall to exist in one of the arenas that being can choose to fight for their eventual escape or accept their fate and live here in the world of the dreamscape these beings exist in any and all forms you might find a bear with a hand axe who is looking for violence Maybe a centaur man <laughs> with centipede <laughs> arms, or it could even be a little lion boy with a chainsaw sword. Whatever existed in the it's writer's the minds, in either preliminary design process or a process that was thrown out, is something that can live here. <laughs> Some ideas are more uniform, like a society that was made for a specific setting. These people can all end up here, too. You'll see them in the audience for, of a fight all looking similar, and usually cheering for their favorite competitor. These guys can be a little weird, almost acting like a hive mind at times, sometimes repeating the same general movements or vocal lines. (laughs) I also don't like plot holes, and I I like, here, how do you explain the audience in a video game, a fighting game? I love it. I love it so much. Any being welcomed into the dreamscape has a choice on how they want to spend their time. They can be a fighter, one who longs to escape, fighting their way through brackets and obstacles in order to make it back to the entrance of the Great Mall. They can be in administration, 
the refs and the judges, those who set up the brackets, schedule the fights, and make sure those who are fighting show up on time. They do everything to make this world run smoothly, even though the rewards aren't great. You get a sense of belonging as your payment, something that most around here don't have. Those admins live in an administrative office-like area and help manipulate the flow of the dreamscape to make things work. And lastly, you can be in the audience. The audience is made up of any and all beings. You know that bear with the axe? Well, his sister is always cheering him on. There are also people, space aliens, business dragons, bat people, and humans. Anyone who can cheer or hold a sign can be in the audience. That's their purpose, to watch the endless one-on-one -on -one fights that happen here in the dreamscape and give those who fight a drive. Every being in this world is transported to the area where the, a fight is happening. It doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter how, they all show up, somehow in some way. You might find it cruel, hosting fighting tournaments till the end of time, watching fighters beat each other into a knockout and then try again for another round, but it helps eternity feel not so empty. Plus, it gives me something to do, as I am stuck here forever. And that's my second part. Ooh, I, boy. <laughs> so, I like, I like the idea of someone in administration knocking, knocking on a door and going, "Uh, Mr. Bear with an axe, uh, you're about to be on." <laughs> like, who's, that's that's not a fun job. I also like. So I was thinking about it. Like, if this comes from like. The Street Fighter, um, Marvel vs. Capcom days, where I would play that and just watch someone in the back of the audience do the same jump with the sign for like uh -huh. 40 minutes. No matter what was happening, you could stand there, not fight, and they still do that. I'm just thinking of the audience, like some of them were like, oh, from a video game like setting, and then like they just end up here in the dreamscape and they still do the same like three moves. Like, yeah, you go. <laughs> it's just like over yeah. and over again. It's like, and, and honestly, if anybody, I mean, being in a crowd, you kind of get that like, like, oh yeah, I'll just do this because everybody else seems to be doing it too. So it makes <laughs> that like, yeah, I'll do it for a sense of purpose feel really believable. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll jump and I'll, I'll wave the sign three times, jump and yell, yeah, yeah and just keep doing that on the loop. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's great stuff. <laughs> I love it. I really thank do. You. It's, it's, I, I like what you're, I like what you're doing with yours. Well, thank you. Let's let, let's hear it, Joe. Let, let, hit me with your best shot a okay. second time. Fire away. I will I will reload and fire again. <laughs> so I have section two. I didn't follow the flora fauna breakdown kind of thing, uh, just because mine didn't break kind of evenly mm. into oh, that. Yeah, do your so thing. So my section two is just my section two is just titled fight. <laughs> I love it. Not fighting, fighting. I I omitted the G. All right. Uh, Tornarian society has developed two major ideas above all else. The first is the refinement of combat. Through human history, combat was used as the foremost method of settling disputes. The increased strength, durability, and knowledge that any damage sustained could be recovered after some time wove combat into the very fabric of society. If there was any disagreement between two parties, they would arrange to fight it out in one of several designated arenas. Non-arena fights are discouraged, and, combat and combatants are liable to be fined, although the fine is small... Uh, small enough to not be that big of an issue. Fighting became the premier and dominant art form. Tornarians had no Mona Lisa. What they did have was records of Leonardo the Vitruvian da Vinci unleashing a 137-hit combo of pure whoop-ass <laughs> on Michelangelo, bringing spectators to tears. <laughs> Pablo Picasso taught himself to land pinpoint strikes with such speed and accuracy to the untrained eye as opponents looked to be having their faces rearranged. 
and Andy Warhol was a master of copying other people's styles. Furthermore, these, those proficient at the written and spoken word are rare, treated in the same way we would treat UFC fighters. There are prizes to be had by training in MMW, and that's mixed martial wordsmithing, but amateurs can be seen on sites like Worldstar in videos with titles like Two Men Talk Out of Disagreement and Watch This One Guy Debate Three People at Once. Because of this, uh, children are put into battle schools at a fairly early age, starting in general courses in their early years. Sentient plants, animals, and objects are also included. At any age, or as they age, they select or are placed in specialized battle schools suitable to a specific fighting style or demeanor. Examples of these include boxing, drunken boxing, shoot fighting, aerial combat, ninja, ganbate, ninja, scary, and intellectual, among others. The number of schools is great, each one headed by a headmaster, a title that is pretty uh, revered in Tornarian society. Tornarians have also learned that during fights, their bodies collected and internalized the latent hum around them. They figured out how to utilize portions of it to amplify their abilities mid-fight, and also to focus it into a singular, science-defying finisher, a move meant to be as unique to a person as their fingerprint or signature. People pride themselves on the effectiveness and flourish of their finishers, constantly perfecting and improving them, as they are the only known way to kill someone if used at full force. The, ep- the efficacy of a finisher is dictated by the precision of the movements put into them. A person can have several of these moves, but this is seen as much less impressive. Uh, it's better to have one that's perfected than to have a couple that are just okay. <laughs> However, a person's finisher often evolves over time, and is usually affected by the environment they grew up in and the movements involved. For example, someone, uh, someone born in the Southern Hemisphere might, have, uh, might manifest a lightning fist at age 13, but uh, later on might turn into a focused blast with an extra punch added, or evolve to call down a thunderbolt with an overhead heel strike. <laughs> a rare few are even able to channel their finisher into words, a feat first demonstrated by William <laughs> Shakespeare. Ernest Hemingway is history's greatest example of a double threat in this sense. There is a theory that different flavors of hum from different areas can influence a fighter's finisher. Fights that are long enough could lead to several finishers, but that ever, that really rarely happens. Uh, and finally, battle schools help students to learn and work on their finishers, but a lot of the work is self-study. While in school, the hum frequency emitted by each student's finisher, again, this is minutely unique to each person, uh, is captured and recorded into a global database. If anyone is unlawfully murdered via a finisher, the hum residue on the body is cross-referenced to this database to assist in hap- apprehending the killer. So that was my. Uh, that was my. Uh, you are. Def- you are an absolute what? genius. Just the idea of um, Picasso and Da Vinci. Like <laughs> look, Da Vinci. I think you said it was a hundred and thirty-seven hit combo, and that to me yes. is the greatest image in my head. Ever? <laughs> just, just channeling pure rage. Just like, I, I don't know if you saw me because you were reading, but I, I was doing like the punch cop, and I was like, "Yes, that's, that's the most amazing thing I've ever <laughs> no, seen." No, yeah, I was, I was reading, but shit, I wish oh, I would have seen that's that. So funny. Yeah, and it's, and my th- this was my like. Uh, so I I introduced the hum, and my thought was like, okay, so how does that affect people? And at first, it was only going to be like, well, they kind of collect it while they fight, or it it hits like it's like a special yeah. meter essentially. You get to 100% and you can launch some kind of massive attack that is, well, you know, in a in a society where they value combat, that's like your big thing. That's your special thing. But you can, you know, you can burn one portion of your special meter and, you know, throw punches at like double the speed for a little while or something. Yeah, no. I was thinking of like Mortal Kombat specifically where if you if you use part of your uh, part of your meter with a special attack, like 
you'll throw an extra mm-hmm. uh, energy that, ball or whatever. Dude, see, I like this because you're thinking about the mechanics. I, I like that. I, I like that you you put in the mechanics of a fighting game in there, and that's 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 fun to see. You love to see it, man. Ah, I just love to I'm see now it. just you. imagining yeah. like great figures from history just like comboing or like freaking Abraham Lincoln doing a Hydokin. Like that's that's just that's fun. For <laughs> yeah, me. yeah. He 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 fought he fought uh, John Wilkes Booth and actually put him down. Yes, in his time, which is good. <laughs> I actually have I have I have another terrible person in history showing up in section uh, three oh, so that that is going to also get get a can of ass whooped. I'm, I'm so unleashed upon him. This. this is great. Oh my god, this is fake. Just yeah. I'm really really happy with your idea. <laughs> That's so funny. I told I told you before we started. I was like I went I went ham on this one and I was proud I, of it. I let it sit for a couple of days and I couldn't think anything and then it just uh, all came at like four o'clock in the morning one night when i was at work i was like all right i need to sit down and just start typing oh gosh that's so funny because I, I do some more like some more nerdy stuff here in section three coming up but we'll get oh, to that man, that's so funny i'm so happy and actually that. section section three section three is the has that like crystalline i keep saying crystalline but that like seed uh, that started all this and i worked backwards from ah. it so i'll i'll point that out in the next one I'm dude. I'm so but, uh, pumped about your idea. That's so funny, just, dude. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so glad that so you good. like it. I was so it's worried. So I was like, I hope this isn't too in depth. I will like, say full disclosure. Like while you were talking, I, I uh, messaged Trent. I just said, "P.S. Joe is a genius." <laughs> just, <laughs> yes, you, you got the genius. Thank rating. you. Yes, got the genius <sighs> rating. Oh, I hope you. I hope you like section God, three. I'm so ready for it. <clears throat> this is my society mm. history. I'm gonna try and find a find a track while you're talking. I need to find, I'm find something good. Okay, okay. Before you start yours, I will tell you something. I've you know you know that I've started like running more seriously now that I've I've lost a bunch yeah. of weight. I'm able to actually run. Uh, I play Cruel Angels <laughs> Thesis as like my finisher when I hit like I need to do that last like half a mile. It's such a good like burnout song to like just go all right turn it up an extra mile an hour let's go i'm just gonna go yeah, till i can't it go is anymore. better to burn out to fade away to cruel angels thesis <laughs> <laughs> now i'm imagining def leopard doing it and i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> cruel just def leopard trying to say now that. we just want to hear <laughs> cruel angels thesis in different styles of like like just all different styles someone do that for me thank you I'm gonna I'm gonna message that Anthony Vincent that does oh, 10 yeah. songs where he does all hey, the different styles. Hey, see if he'll take see if he'll take that bait. <laughs> all right, society hmm. history. Anyway, continue. <clears throat> yes. I don't know why I'm like obnoxiously clear by throughout each time. Anyways, I was I was gonna do that when I started. The teeth, the tongue, the teeth. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. Okay. <clears throat> they call me Athos, the god of the tournament. But really, my original name was something like Marcos the Boxer. I was supposed to be part of some fighting videos. Wow, but that sentence. I've read this like four times. And this sentence just makes no sense. Anyways, missing a word. Keep I up, was supposed up. to be part of some fighting video game set in the di- distant future. My original clothing before the robes of the tournament god was a tracksuit, 
with many belts and I had robotic features fused into my body. Unfortunately for me, the game I was supposed to exist in got cancelled in development and would never see the light of day. That's when I woke up in the dreamscape, a completely empty void at the time. Only populated from other landscapes from my game. The other characters never arrived, as they were being held onto for a possible future project. Not me. I was tossed aside as a character who would never work. I was trapped here for what felt like decades until another being appeared. This other man was just like me, from another entertainment medium that was cancelled forever. He too would never see his own world exist and would never have the chance to live his full potential. We found solace, solace? We found solace in each other and decided to find some way to escape this endless void together. We traveled through the emptiness, making our way to the opening of the Great Mall. It was a hard journey, but finally we made it to a broken stone platform just under the White Mall. All we could see from the other side was a bright light. Despite the uncertainty, I knew that I just wanted to escape and make it to the other side. That's when my friend, Leos, the man clad in black with a thin black scythe-like whip protruding from his shoulder, made a proposal. He said that one of us should stay here just in case there really was nothing on the other side. Then we could help the other return and figure out something else to do later. I wanted to leave so badly. I didn't want to just flip a coin and risk staying in the nothingness forever. So in order to decide who got to leave, I did what I knew best. I fought for it. He bested me after a grueling battle, and I watched him escape to the other side. I waited for him as days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, months into... I don't know how long. In the time Leos was gone, I lost all hope and began to believe that there was no escape from this hell. The other side could just be nothingness, and there would be no return. I believed that crossing the Great Maw was simply a suicidal task. I was stuck in the dreamscape, so I needed to make my own hope. More beings fell into this, into this void, along with broken pieces of the world. Some, like me and, and my friend, tried to escape. When they made it to the stone platform where I was waiting, they would ask me how to leave, and I told them the only way to escape was to fight me for it. Some I bested easily, and they decided to stay. Some won and made their grand escape, to be erased from our existence, and maybe e even Earth's as well. There were those who didn't want to or couldn't fight, so they would just cheer on who they thought could win. Those who stayed in the dreamscape enjoyed the small bouts we had under the White Maw. Together, we decided to create a tournament to decide who was worthy enough to leave the dreamscape. Those who helped me became the first administration, and I became the god of the tournament. All newcomers were told that in order to escape, they had to become the champion of all of those of the dreamscape. They would have to complete ugh, they would have to compete in the Dreamscape Battle Royale. Insert coin here. Not just for glory, but for the <laughs> chance to become reality. I had my fighting game stripped from me, so I decided to create my own. And that is my third part. So for, for reference for that one, I had the Guile theme. Yes! Which, again, again, fit scarily well. Like I thought that was so cool. I love that you you were like you, you much like like I focused a lot on the mechanics of the world as a whole. I love that, and this is something that you do in in all of them. I love how you focus in on one person in the world and you show it through their eyes. I always think that that is one of the coolest things. 
because that's something that I struggle with. And in some parts, like, ah, oh, you know, if I'm going to be on this, I'm going to play to my strengths. But God, it is so cool. It adds so much flavor and so much like life to your Thanks. world. And I also like the idea that the the guardian of the gate is just a dude who got stiffed <laughs> and is hanging out there. He's like, well, you know, at any rate, I'll just hang out and, and I guess it. The, the thing that I thought, so like a lot of the fighting games, there is like a like boss or a big bad guy. Like Mortal Kombat has Shao Kahn. Um, Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. versus DC has Darkseid. Um, like even yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom had like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, like, to me, the best fighting game of all time has Abyss, which is like this like green goo that inhabits the body of armor. And then you break it, and it's like this woman with the laser gun. And then it like gets angry, and it turns into this giant abyssal dog type thing. And it's like you have these really cool bosses waiting for you at the end of the game. After like you do your archaic mode or you do the story mode, you get this fun stuff. I like the idea of just having some dude, <laughs> like, who's supposed to yeah. be, like, like he's dressing as the god of the tournament, but under the garbs, he's just some dude from, like, like King of Fighters or something like that. He's just, like, your Ryu. Yeah. Um, no, no, not even your Ryu. Like, your Dan. He's your Dan, almost. <laughs> he's Dan. Oh, a fate I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. And I, and I just like that idea of, like, oh, yeah, it's, like... He's, I'm the god of the tournament, but he's like, oh yeah, I just like I was wearing a tracksuit with a bunch of belts and I had some robotic parts. And that like I just like that image of that's who your final boss is. I just got here first and I've been fighting longer than anything. <laughs> yeah, like, I've just been doing this all my life, kid. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I really like that uh, idea. It's, it's, it's just so, so cool. funny. It's just like, yeah, it's just a dude. It's just some some guy. Like, I guess that's the thing when I like buy new games, especially if it's a JRPG or an RPG, I do sometimes look up to see what the last boss is because A, I don't care about spoilers. But like if the last boss doesn't mm-hmm. look cool, why am I even playing this game? Throw the game out the yeah, window. Yeah, it's like, why at that is point? the, like, you get to the end and the last boss is just like a dude. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, this is a JRPG. The last boss should be yeah, God. You have like, to what, kill what you, what's God what's happening? The the game. Why aren't I killing yeah. God? If I'm not killing God, why am I not <laughs> like, killing yeah, God? Well, if I'm not killing God, what's the point of any of this? <laughs> it's, and, and you know what? I think I think you just found the tagline for World Shop. Right there. <laughs> World Shop. If I'm not killing God, then what's the point of any of this? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, God. That's definitely going to be in the description for the episode. <laughs> Anyways, Joe, hit me with your next part. See you're changing it up. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, section three for me is called Cool Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why We're gonna that talk just meteors, baby. I don't know why that just hit so hard for me. Cool Rocks. That like, was even good. Your, like, I like the, that delivery. Cool Rocks. <laughs> cool Rocks, bro. <laughs> it just needed a bro on the end of it. All right, all right. <sighs> Sorry, let me get ready. <laughs> Alright. Alright, section three. Cool rocks. The other major advancement in Turnian society... uh, I'm sorry, Tornarian society. I typed that wrong. I don't know how to spell things. Concern the meteors. Sometime in the early 1800s, it was found that these rocks, saturated with the hum, had the ability to convert any kinetic energy received into a hum with a uniquely high frequency. And technology was created shortly after to convert this down to 60 or 60 hertz electrical power. Um, Kinetoelectrical capture units, or KECUs, or KQs, consist of roughly two uh, 
of a roughly 2-inch shard of hum meteor embedded into a heavy bag, wired up to a converter in the stand that can be connected as needed. The electricity can either be delivered directly to a device or to charge batteries. They started being used to power locomotives. Early cars looked ridiculous with a huge piece of workout equipment strapped to the back. And back when wars were a thing, early tank crews often included a kicker, whose sole job was supplying the power to the systems. As battery technology began to catch up, charging stations became prevalent, aligned with uh, KECUs that could be plugged directly into the car, then kicked and punched as needed. Those, or there have been attempts made to create machines that automatically strike a KECU and generate power in some sort of a, per a perpetual loop, but none have been successful. Strikes coming from inanimate objects generated no energy, only ones from organic, living things. Any attempts to circumvent this ended in failure, and it's believed that the rocks possibly only resonate when struck by something actually attuned to the hum. As these quiet, punch-driven generators became more prevalent, this electricity became the currency, with shops having their own KECU units wired directly to the nearest power grid, earning people credits for what was generated from their account. Dollars and cents were phased out for punches and kicks. For those in a rush, most homes were also equipped with a KECU unit, which allowed people to charge batteries that can be stored to power, uh, that can be stored with power to be used for later purchases or taken to a bank. People work day jobs more for a sense of helping the community, but this also earns extra credits to supplement any they earned through nightly workouts on a KECU, which also has the added benefit of allowing people to practice their fighting. Finally, of course, there have been attempts to use these pieces of meteor to augment fighting styles. After all, a raw chunk of hum energy should do wonders for someone's finisher, right? The Soviet Union actually ran tests with this during World War II, trying to incorporate the rocks into soldiers. It seemed the only way to get them to be compatible without harming the subject was to implant the shard between the shoulder blades, and it seemed that this didn't affect any other aspect of the person's fighting, except for their finisher. The last known instance of this was soldier Vasily Emelianenko, who was deployed to Berlin near the end of World War II. He managed to fight his way to Adolf Hitler himself, <laughs> and used his supercharged finisher, the Red Scare, to roundhouse kick Hitler through the stratosphere. At such a velocity, he collided with the second moon, shattering it in the process, which is why there's only one. However, shortly after this, Emelianenko's body, unable to handle the extreme amount of energy, dissolved into goo. And since that time, there has been an agreement between the nations to discontinue this line of research. And that's my section three. Uh, my So my idea... Uh, it's, it's funny that we that we brought up or I talked about I think you should leave because part of my idea came from one of the sketches from season one, uh, the country music one where they're singing the, the song. I think yeah. you know what I'm talking about, where he says the bones are the money. So for some reason, like sometimes I have trouble getting to sleep and resetting my sleep schedule during the day. So my brain just kind of keeps going until I can just be like, all right, sleep time. And what finally cracked this whole thing for me was the idea of of somebody like like a an executive at a game company walking up be like Jenkins I need an idea for this fighting game now and just a panicked employee going uh the punches are money <laughs> so I went okay well what if the punches are money and then I just started working backwards from that <laughs> And, and and then of course, and with the way I think, I was like, well, obviously you you wire up a machine to take in some of the power. You punch the bag a couple times to power up the robot, and then you just let the robot wail yeah. on it. And it's like, well, why can't they do that? And then it's like, well, you need some you need something organic to I, get it. 
my my favorite thing though was like you said, oh yeah, I have another horrible person from history getting punched in my head. It's like, oh, it's Hitler, but I didn't want to say that, especially if I was going to be wrong. <laughs> and then having Hitler punched through the moon is probably one of the best yes. like Hitler disposals that I've heard. Yes, I well, oh, sorry, well I, the moon. so I I wrote these in. Yes, he was round. He was roundhouse kicked using the red scare, which was just <laughs> a, a massive roundhouse kick. And I so fun fact. Uh, the the name that I picked, Vasily Emelianenko, uh, there is a fighter named Fedor Emelianenko, who is a UFC fighter. Uh, if you ever watch some of his fights, they are scary. <gasps> that dude has a roundhouse kick that will put you in oh, the grave. Geez. And that's why I was like, well, I want to use that. I want to use that last name to as somebody who roundhouse kicks Hitler into the yeah. moon. Like that seems like a good last yeah, name to use. Yeah, it really does. Holy crap, that's awesome. Mm. Also, another another little Easter egg. Uh, well, for, for one thing, I started with the idea of like, okay, well, how do they collect the energy? If the, if the punches are money, how does that happen? And I was like, well, there's a piece of rock that I was thinking of, and you might know this from, from engineering, and some people might have picked up on it, uh, the idea of like piezoelectric crystals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what those are? Yeah, so it's for, for the listeners who like don't know, it's, um, it's, the ty- it's a type of crystal. They actually use them for like acoustic guitars. Uh, to make them like to run them through amps it's a crystal that when you apply mechanical stress to it uh, it produces uh, electrical current it's really minute though it's it's more used in like a transistor mm-hmm. kind of uh, kind of mo- like mode but I was like well what if there was a crystal that you punched and it turned kinetic energy into electrical energy instead and also uh, I, I said 60 hertz electrical power specifically because um if you double that or go in multiples of 60, you get something called electrical hum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're t- saying these things that I, as a mechanical engineer, know-ish. Know- That's why I was like, I think I it's went like, too I deep. I know-ish. Like, will you, now you say that, I'm like, ah, crap, should have seen that coming. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take all the tape off of my glasses and put my pocket yeah, protector away now. So. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I, so, like... <laughs> For for the audience, I am a mechanical engineer and Joe is electrical. There there, there <laughs> is tell? like that slight disconnect. So like I do know what he's talking about, but you gotta remind me. And like when you just ah goddamn it, why did I see that coming? <laughs> yeah. I also I also will tell you that I can't. I worked probably the hardest at trying to come up with an acronym for these electrical like capture units, <laughs> and everything came up with Keck, and I was like, I don't want to say something Keck. That's that's <laughs> so played out. I don't want to use that. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "That's that's someone's gonna pick up on that," and I was like, eh, "I'll just I'll just go with a cool <laughs> phrase." I enjoy it. Yeah, so that's my that's my third. Uh, I'll actually get into the society in the last one. Oh God, I've been waiting this whole time. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I I I have somebody makes an appearance in ah, the last. Now one. I have to guess. Another, oh. Not. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, take. take well, actually, you, you know what? Hitler, so I can't I, really. I'll I'll tell you, it's somebody from a fighting game. Some okay, that do, that doesn't narrow it down. That's like saying, like, hey, no, it it's doesn't. A person. I didn't want it to. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> uh. It's a. They're a person. They they have they have eyeballs Ooh, and that Pokemon. It's one of them. <laughs> it's like what? It's one of them. I don't know. Do Do you want it to? You can take a shot. No, no. I want to see I, if you get it right. I want to be surprised. Okay. Okay. I think you. I think okay. you will. Society current. Okay, let's hit it. 
Okay, Burning Tune, Burning Tune. Okay. okay. <laughs> the Dreamscape Battle Royale. I should have just like sing the whole thing, but I'm not going to because that's embarrassing. Just go into Bohemian Rhapsody as your entire warm up. This warm-up. is the Dreamscape. The Dreamscape Battle is Royale. Is this a fighting game? Or is this Sorry. just fighting? Okay, we could actually do this, but I'm not going to. We could, yeah. That's the sad part. Or the, or the good part. Or, yeah, or the great part. The Dreamscape Battle Royale fills the void with competition, excitement, and pride. When the tournament ends and the champion tra- traverses to the other side of the ball, it all starts over again. No one who has left has ever returned, further solidifying my belief that there is nothing on the other side. But others who have watched the great passing, what we call when someone leaves, they believe that they don't come back because they have found their rightful calling. Everyone has a chance to fight. Everyone has a chance to escape. Even those who are not fighters join the roster to be part of the great fight. We have a normal roster of 48 characters that rotates every tournament. As some quit and others pass on, (laughs) there are always new spots on the roster. New characters line up to sign up for the competition daily, from centipede centaur to a man made of leaves. Wink. <laughs> Everyone hey. is allowed to enter. Those who enter think that I am their god and decide their fate on the other side, but truly no one knows what lies beyond them all. The tournament exists as two round fights that start when the fighters enter the arena. As the rules of the dreamscape work, everyone who is a non-combatant... Sorry... Everyone who is a non-combatant participant shows up before the fight fighters to prepare. The fight starts when the fighters arrive, say their few lines of battle, and a timer counts down. The fighters have about two minutes to end a round with a knockout. If the time runs out, whoever is least damaged during that round wins. Because of the amount of cycles of the tournament, audience members have created their own backstories for each of the fighters. The lore behind even the most prolific of fighters is jumbled up to say the least, as it changes from (laughs) audience member to audience member. There are audience favorites, and on a few occasions, a complete newcomer has won the tournament and left. The tournament isn't the only way to fight in the dreamscape. There is a training ground for those to test their skills or learn to fight. This arena is a black and neon grid surrounding a small black platform. Members of the administration wait there for the beings to try out new moves on them and test out their skills. There is a non-tournament arcade area where fighters can pick who they want to fight to test themselves for the next tournament. There are time trials and bonus areas like one where fighters can get out built-up rage and destroy a car or a building. Not everyone wants to be a part of the fighting tournament. Some claim it is inhumane, and I am a false god or something like that. Why would the guy who never fights be the god of the tournament? Thoughts like that cause me to step in for a challenge. I usually win those fights, and the ones who lose step in line, while others believe that there has to be a way out of the void that doesn't involve fighting, so they leave to traverse the great emptiness. The population changes all the time most of which exist in the audience. There are areas for beings to exist in between fights, but it is mostly void. There is some camaraderie between those members of society, but it is mostly based on who thinks they can make it to the mall or who each person is cheering for. As time moves forward, the tournament rages on. More excitement is drawn through the fact that anyone can join. Anyone can be a hero, such as the god of the tournament. And if you can't cut it, 
you can always be a part of the administration. And that's my fourth part. Mortal Kombat! Mortal. I... <laughs> I, uh, we that, can't we can't do a fighting game one without referencing that right? song at least once. Mortal Kombat. I I love that you were. Like, <laughs> we did. We had the same idea, which is like, which is like we have we have like a fighting game. How are we going to make the mechanics into the real like put the mechanics in a real world setting and how can we justify them? And then we both just went in completely opposite directions, and I love that <laughs> yeah. so much. I, I like the idea of, like, justifies, like, okay, why is there an arcade mode? Why is there, like, a trading area? It is, like, I, I, I don't know. As soon as he said arcade mode, I was like, oh, that's so good. Like, internally, I was like, shit, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, because, like, story mode is always too dramatic. Yeah, of course. And I love how there's people that, that question, well, I don't even get to see the god. Why is he there? And then he steps in and just destroys them. And I'm still picturing Dan the whole time. It's making me laugh. I, I just like the idea of Dan being the god of the tournament. It's so good. Because it's, it's definitely, it's the person you would not expect. You're like, oh, oh, really? Okay. Oh, shit. That's another <sighs> thing, like, you've probably heard me do it before. People, Everybody's probably heard me do it. Whereas, like, from, I think it's Street Fighter 2, whatever the, one of the first few Street Fighters, the announcer voice for each um, country, I always end up just, India, Japan, <laughs> USA. <laughs> just like, I never I caught that that was what it was from. India. I just, that's, so, yeah, there's a person on one of the um, Twitch streams, a lot who comes in, whose screen name is India, and I always, India. In the, yeah, yes. so that's I I need to stop because Spain. That's that's immediately what I thought of because I was like I've heard you do that before and I know you've made that reference and it never I was like that's familiar and it never clicked that that was from Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, like one of the things aside from the music that's always stuck in my head from Street Fighter. I you play Street Fighter again? It's been far too long. It's, uh, I love Street Fighter. I haven't played like the Street Fighter Five or whatever the new one, newest one is. But yeah, I, I used to love me a good Street Fighter. You love you love a good Street Fighter. Yeah, you get to beat Fighting up a car street. with um, Blanca. It's fun. Fighters in the street. That yeah, one of the are. one of the best movies I've ever seen in theaters was the Street Fighter Chun Li movie. Not the Street Fighter movie that everybody hates, but the Chun Li one. It's, is that is that is this another instance of don't go back and watch it again? Because oh no no no! Go back and watch it. It's horrible every time you see it, and that's why it was okay. so. It's like it's like the room where it's so bad it's good. Well, okay, it's so good. bad it's enjoyable because the room's not good. Not 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 uh not related to fighting games in any way. But I saw somebody describe uh the room as if uh a movie was cast entirely with. Elder Scrolls Oblivion and PC. It makes so much sense. <laughs> That's so true, though. Oh my I was like, god. it's genius. That's that exactly abs- it. That is the truth. Oh my god. Ah, okay, take us home, right. man. Take us home. All right, last last one. Uh, section four for me is tournament and bureaucracy. So let me get right here. <clears throat> uh, the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Okay. I had to do my little my little warm up. <laughs> I thought that was part of your world. I'm like, oh, is that the person you said is going to be there? No. No, no, no. That that'd be fun, but no. Uh, uh, in in Tornian society, I kept writing Tornian at one point. In Tornarian society, there aren't really any elections for things. Every year, each continent holds their own tournament during the first month, involving randomized brackets containing the entire population over the age of fourteen. As mentioned before, there are many sanctioned arenas across the continent. 
These arenas are built well within the strike zones, usually over a larger, specifically untouched meteor chunk, providing extra hum to be utilized by the fighters. The lower brackets of the fights have their own dedicated local channel for the month, while the higher tier fights getting with the higher tier fights getting wider national coverage. Many of the early fights involving those who cannot or do not desire to fight, usually the elderly, go by quickly due to just forfeits. Besides being a way to blow off steam for people and show off finishers and fighting prowess, these tournaments serve a bureaucratic purpose as well. Those who finish in the top 15% of the continent have the option of working within the government for the year, a pretty cushy job that allows for maximum training time along with a great energy salary. Those who make it to the top 5% are employed in the continent's investigation force, usually tracking down cases of unauthorized lethal finisher usage, as these people, as these people need to be some of the best fighters available. The top finisher of any particular battle school, who does not take an investigation job, regardless of where they finish in the tournament, is granted the headmaster title <laughs> of their school for that year. The winner of this tournament is crowned president of the continent, able to wield the powers of a head of state that can be checked by the government workers below if needed. The person who loses that final match is designated the second, a personal bodyguard and operator for the president running special tasks, heading the investigation force, and keeping everything together in the event of the president's absence. This is a very highly regarded position within society, and if you see the second on the scene somewhere, you know something serious just went down. This, however, is not the end. There is one position higher than the president of the continent, Tornarius Champion, who sits at the head of the president's group and is the final say when it comes to intercontinental affairs. The last few days of fight month are dedicated to the champions tournament, consisting of eight combatants, each continent's president, seven, and the previous year's champion, eight. These fights are the best of the best, the pinnacle of fighting prowess, and almost always a spectacle so grand that work is taken off for the duration of this tournament specifically. The title of Tornarius champion has been in the same set of hands for about the last 14 years, as no one can seem to dethrone him. In the last tournament, one Norval Rogers, a.k.a. Shaggy, came close with his finisher, Zoink's Fist of a Thousand Ghosts, there. but he was ultimately defeated. That's not, the, that's not what I was referencing. Oh, really? It comes at the end. It's... As the smoke cleared, the reigning champion adjusted his black overalls and checked his pointy mustache. Carefully straightening his purple hat and wiping the debris and the debris, the debris and dust off the immaculate upside down yellow L adorning the front. Confident that the wahtocracy would hold for another year, Waluigi smiled. Because while he was not included in the melee, left out of the brawl, and not considered ultimate enough, he once again proved his dominance as the champion. I honestly, that's like the most heartwarming <laughs> end because, like, first, like, because I keep seeing comics and stuff of how sad Waluigi is that he's never been in Smash Brothers as yes. a playable character, and like the fact that you included him at the very end is just like, okay, you know what? He he's fin he finally finds his place. He I was running through a list when I was making this when I was coming up with everything. I was like, okay, so. Obviously, they're gonna. It's gonna be declared, like decided by fighting, who's gonna run the countries and who's gonna be president of the world. Essentially, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so in in the, all the fighting games that I know of, who would be the best person? And immediately, my brain was like, oh, the guy that gets shunned from every single every fighting single game, thing. Waluigi. Just put the guy in Smash. Like literally, they've put every character under the sun, but they won't just give Waluigi a fucking game. Like, and I, so I honestly. <laughs> I honestly flipped a coin between Wattocracy and saying that he ruled the world from the Watt house. <laughs> I, I love Those it. Those are my two. Also, like, 
have you heard my rant before about how we should decide who gets to be president by who can fight the best? Because like I say, no, but I love it. Like, yeah, I have never boxing, heard that. Yeah, Holy I've shit. definitely like I don't know if I've ever said it on Discord, but it's been something, especially when um certain president Donald Trump was like, no, let's put someone who can like fight versus Donald Trump. Let's see it. Oh my god, I would love to see him get his. I would, but really, I would love love to see any any politician just get rocked <laughs> just oh yeah yeah for like, sure but like especially just, i mean especially like watching trump get hit would be the best thing ever oh my god I, and then well, and, he's not president i can say that and not like get like canceled right you're just you're just reminding me of another sketch from i think we should leave <laughs> where, which one where the guy eats the guy eats the the pre, the professor eats the burger and then to and he just goes well i'm gonna need to get a video of you guys saying that you're gonna kill the president <laughs> and if you tell anybody i did this i'm gonna release the video because <laughs> it's so off the wall I- Oh my god, I, gosh! Because I wanted to bring up another thing. You should leave things it's like it's like why do you? The one is like um, where's at the party and like the guy like embarrassed him or whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, it's like you keep oh. on asking questions about this. I will kill you. <laughs> oh like, yeah, the the babysitter yeah, being late. Yeah, so. <laughs> that is just like why are you making me do this? Is like the idea, yeah. the thought I had. I will kill you. If you, if you ask one uh. more question. I will kill you. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass you at this party. God, that show, it's so, it's so cringy, but I love, yeah. I just love some of those sketches because they're so off the wall. Yeah. But Joe, I, yeah, not, not, I'm sorry, God. Not to bring it back. No, I was going to say not to bring it back. It's just immediately when you were like, you're like, can I say that without getting canceled? Immediately in my head, I was just like, I'm going to get a video of you saying you're going to kill the president. <laughs> so yeah, it's like some of those things, especially with like Trump because he is such an evil bastard. It's like, yes, can I, exactly. it's like, everybody agrees he sucks. Can I say that? though <laughs> yeah i think i think that's fine. but um right. yeah no joe i i will congratulate you you did amazing you exceeded Thank you know you. what i, I um, love from well. one to great. five from like does not exceed to exceeds expectations you exceeds um except you you exceeds expectation and like, yes again a winner is me like again i said this like before we even did the world part you are welcome back whatever you want well that's yeah you know whenever you want and like it's always great to do shows with you because we we've done shows together oh man and i love it i love i love doing like, shows with you dude because we get along so well <laughs> it's, it's so fun things, to just like, bounce off of somebody who I, I don't know you're just very easy to talk to and that's why we're at like about an hour and a half of the show that should have only been an hour hour 15 at most dude <laughs> yeah i saw that and i was like oh man yeah, like, when we start <laughs> the world at 40 long. i was like yes it's one of those huh <laughs> Well, we started talking about comic books, which I think was probably where yeah, we, that's where we really downfall. screwed up. I mean, now, now, like, I don't know. See, okay, we could talk about this any other time. But does Jamesy James like comics? Because we can just do that on Apex Nights. I don't know. We're going to have we'll, to find we'll that find out next out. Apex Night. If not, I know he'll be willing to listen because he loves us and he supports yes. He supports us. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Joe, you want to do some plugs? Hell, yeah. Uh, if you like my voice and aren't tired of me yet, uh, you can come find me at twitch.tv slash manofleaves. I do a wonderful stream with my good buddy Jordan and my other good buddy James called the J-Team. We are the world's worst mercenaries trying to do pacifist runs of a decidedly non-pacifist game. Uh, if that's not your your style, I do another series uh, called, uh, oh my god, The Joy of Dark Souls, 
which is a I put on some meditative music. Oh, I speak in an ASMR kind of very low, very very close to the mic and something very similar to this. Yeah. And I play the world's most stress-inducing game. <laughs> and it's honestly like I started the stream when I first started the stream I was like I'm not going to like this. I don't know how long this is going to go. I hate Dark Souls. I found like a newfound love for the series they're doing that. Yeah, and like to interrupt your plugs and like talk about your own show no, for go, you is it's one of those things where it's like you hear it, you're like, okay, that's interesting, but it works so well. And it's just so interesting like, to sit down and like watch you play. And like, I've never, ever seen someone play Dark Souls and not even get remotely frustrated. And like, just watching Joe's just like chill demeanor while he plays that game is just amazing. Everybody needs to go watch it. I'm going to recommend it to Cody because I know he'll love that. But like, it's a good, good awesome. stream. Okay, keep going with plugs. You got Thank more. You. I know you got more. Oh, uh, I the only the only thing I have left is on the Wednesdays. If you check in on a Wednesday and we're not doing J Team, you can find me at twitch.tv uh, forward slash Jomzy. That's J A W M S I E, uh, where I do a stream with our friend James, who we've been referencing, called Games with Joe and James, where we play uh, some two player games and we just kind of shoot the shit. We we did Don't Starve together for a little while. Our favorite is uh, Keep Talking and Nobody That's Explodes, really where we hilariously uh, fail to defuse bombs. Yeah, yeah. And but, actual um, bombs, not yeah. video game bombs. They, they have um, ended, yeah, no. ended a couple of establishments by trying to be like, oh yeah, yeah, we're the bomb defusal squad, yeah. and it just goes horribly bad. Yeah, and weirdly enough, they, they, fr- they frown on you, you calling it in, so... <laughs> That tends to get you in a little bit of trouble. Uh, yeah. uh, thank God we don't have to actually defuse oh, these bombs because, woo, God. we are bad at it. I See, so, like, but, I know there's a lot of Twitch streams where people watch, like, oh, yeah, this guy's the best person who plays this game. Or, oh, the speed runs, like, the, like, top time. But I love watching people be bad at a game because it's so much more entertaining. And, like, to see, like, people be bad at a game and know it and to, like, just enjoy it anyways is so much fun. <laughs> and you and James are so funny together. It just... Thank it, you. It's, it's a great it's it's a great time. Everybody check out Man of Leaves. That will also be in the description. Probably the first link I post. Um, you got anything Hell yeah. else? Thank you. No, go ahead. Do your stuff. I want you to okay. talk about the one oh, yeah, the, project I especially love. Not the one I'm on currently, but the yeah, other okay, one. Okay, you know, I'll do that one first because that's what everybody wants to hear. So if you want to listen and watch the most chaotic thing I have ever been a part of, please check out Chaos Fiction Theater with me and my good friend Trin, where we read the worst and weirdest um fan fictions of all times i should probably stop saying worst and weirdest because that is how did this get played thing but we we read the absolute bottom of the pit fan fictions we started out with my immortal and we somehow found ones that are worse (laughs) (laughs) and they're so good it's so good to watch you guys try and like come to terms with the words that you're trying to read it's 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 both because of the spellings are so bad but this second because none of the stories actually make a lick of sense and like having to read and be like even remotely professional about these stories is the hardest thing i will ever do in my life yeah and especially when someone hits the uh the npr voice when you guys do that and then no I love it when you guys get hit with like the one-two punch of n- not being allowed to curse and then NPR voice because it sounds like you're trying to make something that should be rated NC-17 uh, PG 
and it's. Great. I will say it. It was very upsetting when Trend stopped me from doing the whole my whole NPR spiel, doing like the, the intro song to All Things Considered, introducing introducing <laughs> the topic. Like, no, you waste literally thirty seconds doing that. It's like that's the point. <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. I I'm trying to kill like, time. I literally don't want to tr- be calm reading the story. I'm trying to vamp. But um, and then the other show I do, um, you can check me out on something I guess zero zero at Twitch.tv where I do. I literally forgot the name of my own show. Oh, yeah. Where I do um, We Belong With My Friend Will, where we talk about an- anything Great. and everything anime. And, yeah, that's when um, that's when the freak flag flies is anime talks. Um, yeah. And then Side Characters Podcast so good. at wherever you can find this podcast where Leah and I, who are now on hiatus, but we'll be ending that soon, where we talk about... Nice. Um, why am I forgetting all of my like lines? Well, we talk about believe in yourself, Gambate. <laughs> we talk about diversity in nerd culture, and um, sometimes we take deep dives. Other times we talk about things that are diverse that we did like, and then other times we just completely like complain about how bad things are in society. But it's a it's a great podcast, and I have yeah. a lot of fun with my friends on all of the shows I'm a part of. And you can, I mean, talk, yeah. also check me out. And sometimes Joe on. Stewing with the beans, the new name. Oh yeah, that's the plug that we, uh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah where, on where Friday we, nights. Every Friday night, um, it's a talk show on Twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Cop. Again, I will try to put all of these links in there. I yeah. I have that's a K O P P. I have way too many shows in my life, but yeah, um, Stewing with the Beans. Love it. The formerly Talking These is where we pretty much sit down and have like a late night show where we um. Have a bunch of segments, play some videos, listen to a little bit of music before mm-hmm. it starts. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's just like hanging out and drinking with your friends on a Friday night if you don't have any plans. Yeah, especially in the COVID it's a times. Great, it's it's a great hang. So yes, it is a great hang. It's it's absolutely excellent. And Jordan, you cannot have enough shows. I love all of your content because you are a wonderful. I went person. from having just this show to like literally my plug at the end is like. 10 minutes long <laughs> it's like, it literally went from like world that's Trump, great though where if you listen to early episodes of this show it's like oh yeah the only plug i have is check me out at something i guess zero zero at twitch.tv i stream sometimes and now it's like five shows it's like please kill me now 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 you can you can hear the scroll like unwind just okay <laughs> so you can check me out here here and here Anyways, Joe. Ooh, uh, one more one more plug before okay. we before we end them. Can we plug uh, our friend Carla's jam? Yes, we because can sin- plug. So our friend Carla, who I've mentioned on this show before, um, has her own jam business where um, it's not she doesn't listen to a bunch of music and dance. It's not that kind of jam. She actually makes uh, she cans <laughs> her own jams and she'll um, you know sell them to you. Some of, like honestly, great jam. I got I think it was blackberry jam and raspberry. You got the blackberry? I got I got strawberry. Oh, I got blackberry and strawberry. And um perfect. what I would do, and this was like perfect, is I would make um, a bagel sandwich, put some eggs, some gouda, um, two strips of bacon, and then spread some of that blackberry jam on it. And it uh, is delicious. I can't do that anymore because I've been me. trying to it. lose weight, but at the beginning of the year it was great to do all the time. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, you look fucking thank excellent. You. You, so do you, you. you put the pictures up before. Well, thank you. But you put the pictures up earlier today of the just the change from January to now and Bud, you you it should be It was one of those things where I took a like I did a selfie for Snapchat. Yes, I do Snapchat. And I looked like I don't remember like being this thin. Hold on. But yeah, everybody check out Carlos yeah. Can. She makes jams. Um I will post yep. that link, but it's 
Carla so, underscore Carla un- cans underscore cans at I just Instagram looked. on Instagram. So yeah, at yes. Carla underscore cans. She makes great jams. And that's Carla with a C. Carla with a C. Yeah. And um, yes, what else? I got you, buddy. She makes jams. You can buy these jams. They are very, very good jams. Very worth like, it. It is worth, it. worth it. I don't know the pricing off the top of my head, but it is worth it. And also, she does take requests. I know she has been currently looking for rhubarb for my friend Leah um, to yeah. make a rhubarb jam. So, but everybody, please like check out Carla. She's yes. first the sweetest, like most loving person I've ever she's met wonderful. in my life, and second, she's like she does good at what she does. She's just very good at what she does. She's, yes. Yes, we would we would probably plug it anyway. If even if the jam was bad, but it is absolutely oh, so wonderfully good. good. Like I I I made uh, cre- uh, Pillsbury crescent oh, rolls, and buddy. I while they were still hot, I I ripped open the like the I don't I want to say gills, but yeah, that sounds I don't know gross. What you called. Like <laughs> like the the folds, and I put the jam oh. inside the folds of them, and I ate them that way, and it was so good, dude. They were it's such good I jam. Am, like I yeah, uh, no, I need I. I'm gonna have to request some jam from her and have to do that. Yeah, I think I'm going to That's going to be too. just like a cheat right. weekend. It's just make it so <laughs> so aggressive. Especially yeah. when it's still Cheating hot with the jam. Too. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Okay, this show has been going on way too long, but thank you all for listening. All right. Joe, first, you said oh, you wait. had some um taglines for us to yes. close out on. I am so ready for this. Uh, yeah, I have not told Jordan oh, any of so these. Ready. So in listening to the podcast, because I, I truly enjoy enjoy listening to the show, I noticed that you and Cody both uh, kind of, I think you mentioned it in one episode where you're like, we don't have a sign-off. Yeah. So I came up with three ideas, and I want to run them okay, by you. Let's hear it. So the, fir- the first one I have is whenever you finish, depending on how, if you're mentally exhausted, if you feel like, if Cody does one of his Cthulhu runs and you feel kind of sick... <sighs> So you can you can say at the end, roll a blank save, uh, you know, and pick pick one of the uh, pick one of the stats, you know, pick, roll a con save if you're feeling kind of gross, or if you're if you're mentally drained, you know, do like a do an intelligence save, or you could say with disadvantage if it was especially bad. Yeah. So oh. that's one idea. Um, you could also end with uh, play with the crit. God damn it. I don't know. I don't know. It, took me, it took me a I second. Watched, I watched Dude, that. You watched that register I watched that in my delay. head. It was like, play with the crit. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it. Wait a second. It literally held up my fingers to be like, that's good. It was like, wait a second. Wait a second. For for you guys for you guys listening, that silence was him nodding like, uh-huh, that's a good one. And then he blinked and then went, oh, <laughs> yes, got it. Oh, Perfect. And then the third one, which I think is the most sincere, uh, I think one of you should say play nice and the other one should say and roll those dice. Ooh, I love that. I, I, I will play nice and roll those that. dice. Okay, that I'm gonna talk to Cody. He won't play along well, but I think that's that's gonna that's <laughs> yeah. Even if it's just one of you saying play nice and roll I, the I'm dice, not, like I, I think that's that was probably the one where I was that, like that is actually that fantastic. That thank you for doing the work that I could have done myself and never did. Thank you for that's what <laughs> thank I'm good you for, for making the show better. <laughs> I do what I can. I help out. I help yep. out what I enjoy, and I truly enjoy the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, this has been okay, so much Joe, fun. Okay, you know we're gonna close out with it though. I'm gonna say play nice, and you'll right. do roll the dice. Okay, everybody. Thank you all, all right. for listening. It's been so much fun. So everybody, play nice and roll those dice. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. <laughs>